0: This is Panama Today. This is your host, Pastor Bill Wilbur, here in Gamboa, music and inspiration to help you live for Jesus. Quite a world we're living in, isn't it? We have to have a sense that God is in control, and we are in a sense that uh, He is working in our lives, and uh, we are on a level that the enemy isn't doing, and actually, we're helping to see the kingdom of God come to pass in this generation. Well, before on this program, I've had Jennifer Cabazon that I have known for over 20 years with Youth with a Mission coming and going on different things. And she's with me here. Now, we did this a few weeks ago with more testimony. And uh, there's been a lot of things that have happened since then. And I know there's a lot that have happened to you as listeners And I appreciate those of you who are listening for the first time. Some of you are saying, hey, I was just driving along and I picked up your program and I appreciate that. All the way from the inside of Panama and on its way to Panama City, that is amazing. And then there are others who just happened to catch it in the evening program and didn't know we were on. So we try to make this known here And um, Jennifer is here, as I said. Now, we've had a lot of things happening. Uh, I'm not going to ask such a question that is going to limit you in any way. What are some of the things you've been seeing or want to share with our listeners?
1: Well, um, we've had a wonderful couple of months. Uh, We had a missionary team here in Panama that was here short term for two months. We were traveling around the Chiriqui province. We were here in the Panama City and Chepo area. Um, And one of the things that really sticks out to me about this time is just how open really people are to the gospel right now, to receiving prayer. Um, One of the things that uh, we saw when we were in Chiriqui is we kept running into people on the streets. Uh, We were taking food to uh, the people that live on the streets. Many of them are immigrants coming from Venezuela and other places. They're living on the streets. And um, as we would come and offer a plate of food and offer prayer, there was such an openness. You you know, people saying, yes, please pray for us. People wanting to hear the gospel. Uh, One of our team members, they went out at night uh, to the spots along the street where the migrants were camped and they just sleep on the streets and um now where was that that was in david in uh-huh. Chiriqui province and um one of the guys uh as they gave him food they saw that he had this terrible um wounds on his legs that were all infected and just really bad and he said oh would you pray for me and uh, one of the guys on our team said he was you know almost afraid to touch it but he remembered Um, you know Jesus touching the leper and he said okay I think the Lord wants me to just touch it so he knelt down and put his um, he asked for prayer because he had this infected boil on his leg from living on the streets and it looked really bad and the guy on our team you know didn't even want to touch it because he thought it could be contagious but he really felt like the Lord put on his heart no touch it and he thought of when Jesus you know touched the leper so he knelt down and Put his hand right on this the boil this man had and prayed healing in the name of Jesus and um, they didn't see anything happen at that moment but when uh, the team went back the next week the man came running up to uh, one of our team members one of our the YWAM staff there and started pointing at his leg and it had been completely healed Wow! and he'd been you know putting medication on it to no avail um, and it was totally healed
0: yeah they don't go fast
1: no it was especially when you're living on the street they don't have access to showers or whatever Um, but we just saw such an openness you know and i think when people are feeling the desperation of the times they actually are more open to turning to god because they realize their need of him
0: you made a point there and that is the team went back a week later so many times people give out tracts or food or conversations, and we never see them again. Or they say, I've received the Lord like that. So we don't know what's happened after that. So that, that's, and, and think of how encouraged uh, your staff was, the team was
1: yeah you know it's amazing sometimes we go out and we sow seeds and we don't we have to leave the results in God's hands but it's so encouraging to see that you know every prayer every tract we give away every time we stop and share the gospel with someone it really is making a difference
0: yeah it's the Word of God that we do that and I have been told and experienced that if it's not just our opinion or our idea or our thoughts but if we use God's word, read those verses, that's where the power is. That's where the power is.
1: Yeah, the power is in the message. And I think the world is hungry for a message of hope right now.
0: Yeah. So what are on some of the other things that were happening here, especially, well, I was going to say, especially with all the lockdowns and uh, breakdowns and everything else that was going on.
1: Yeah, the month of July was pretty an intense month for all of Panama, I'm sure, wherever you were. But for us as an outreach team, we had gone up to a, an indigenous village up a river, you know, out of cell phone signal. We came back down river to into cell phone signal and found that we were completely blocked off from our next outreach location, the house we were supposed to be staying in in Chapo. Our bus driver called us and said, there's five roadblocks between us and you, and there's no way you're getting out of there. And it was really a moment kind of of a crisis of faith because we had been talking with our team about how important it is to rely on the Holy Spirit, to listen to the voice of God. And here we had a real life situation where we had to figure out what we were going to do. Yeah. And so we just stopped right there, you know, getting off, like literally stepping out of the boat. We got together, we prayed. Uh, We were with all the kids and adults together on the team and just said, God, we need you to tell us what to do. Provide us a place to stay and provide us transportation.
0: Now, this team you had was a little different than the normal team, which you don't usually. Other teams are a bunch of people who are young adults and so on in their 20s and so on. And here you have husbands and wives and some children down to little ones and you're trying to take care of this thing and then they put a blockade and they say oh no the kids gotta go
1: (laughs) yeah it was definitely a moment to stretch our faith and um, you know even the little kids were praying my daughter Lucy who's just six years old looked up at me and says mommy I want to pray and she started praying that God would provide you know somewhere for us to stay And um, through some friends that we had right there um, that had actually taken us up to the village, they were able to find us transportation, find us a hotel that, you know, was not blocked off and, and get us there. And it was such a neat moment when my daughter looked up at me after we got in the hotel and with big eyes says, you know, God really did provide for us. You know, and it's in those moments of crisis that our faith grows and that we have to trust in God because we don't have the answers.
0: Yeah, you know, when the team gets home, wherever home is, uh, they're going to have testimonies. I know uh, one is from where, Denmark or Belgium or something? (laughs) Yeah, Denmark. Yeah, and somewhere from Canada. Canada,
1: U.S., and Mexico.
0: Yeah, so they're going to go back and tell people, who didn't even see one of these blockades, know nothing about what they're talking about. And now we're in a situation where they were worried and stressed. Now they're all excited, giving a testimony of, of how good God is.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we really saw God's care for us. In fact, probably my biggest takeaway from the whole time was just uh, leaning into God and trusting in his care during those times you know as we were trying to get back to Chapo we ended up having to walk through the blockade that was in Pacora, and seeing just the you know the need of the people people you know just a sea of faces walking across that blockade which was up for about two or three weeks I think and people no traffic could get through Um, and realizing you know that the stores weren't being able to restock and you know, we really had to stretch our faith. And I think God allows sometimes us to go through those situations and he's looking, are we going to trust God, you know, or are we going to uh, panic and be afraid? And it's, it's such a joy to know that God's with you in those moments.
0: Now, you've been with youth for the mission uh, for, we'll say, over 20 years. You were single, you were a student, and then for a while you became a leader and so on. But um, over those years, I know you've went to other different countries and you were a leader going to different countries. Has this been kind of a typical thing you've had to learn or you just have it down and now you can just cruise, cruise along?
1: Well, that's interesting because I think that as you go through different situations and as you're stretched, your capacity grows, you know, because for someone who it's their very first mission trip, um, you know, or they're new believers, it could be overwhelming. Um, But as over and over again, I've seen God's faithfulness in different situations, you know, maybe it was And outreach we did into the you know the mountains in panama and the river rose and we couldn't get out you know and we had to trust god in that situation um you know again and again we've seen god's goodness and so um i feel like even with everything that's going on in the world uh our faith just keeps growing to meet the circumstance because that's what the bible says you know that um It's really a test of faith, and God wants our faith to be more precious than gold. So he puts us through, uh, you know, just like in a military training, you would go through, you know, the boot camp or whatever. If we look at the situations around us as an opportunity to be stretched and to to grow in our faith, it's actually a gift many times instead of the headache that we think it is.
0: Yeah, well, Jesus put it in the way of having a, a storm, and either you're ready for it, in other words, you have a rock that you're standing on or building a house or something as to something you're not ready at all. And uh, stuff is going on. And right now, there are some people who haven't a clue what to hang on to or stand on. And um, they that's when the testimonies come. And the testimonies are for us as well. I mean, just because we've been through a storm doesn't mean that we don't have any coming up but it's what we did look actually when you start thinking of going to school you go to preschool and then you do first grade second grade you don't start with grade number six you know you have to work on your uh things with the mathematics step by step by step the whole thing sounds almost biblical to me
1: Yeah, and it it's so neat to see that God uh, was guiding us through the whole time. Even after having this experience as a team of having to walk through the the protest lines at Pakora, um, we really f- the team really felt moved with compassion for uh, you know the people that were having to walk through this, going to work, going to buy food, take their kids to the doctor, whatever. And we ended up going back a couple of days later. Um, to do ministry right on the protest lines and handing out cold drinks and tracks and offering to pray for people and people were so open they were really touched that, that we were there and it was such a unique experience for us and our kids to not just throw up our hands and say oh there's all this you know hard stuff going on we don't know what to do but saying you know as believers we can be in the midst of the hard situations praying for God's kingdom to come and we really felt the um the presence of the Holy Spirit with us there. And um, my daughter and I were actually able to pray for three different groups of protesters there, not just the people walking through. And they were quite open to receiving prayer, you know, because everybody knows that the real answer comes from God. You know, we're all, all looking for an answer from my government, but really God's the one uh, that we need to be crying out to. And it was really neat to feel like we could be there praying for God's kingdom to come and doing something tangible in the midst of a situation where people felt helpless, people felt frustrated. And I think that's what our neighbors are feeling, that's what our friends are feeling, you know, whether it's a conversation with a neighbor or a coworker or your family, it's always pointing people to Jesus. It's always pointing people to the hope that we have in God and not just the frustration with whatever situation we you have You know, your
0: us. your daughter and others, they're going to remember that their whole life. They're, yeah. They're going to be able to give that testimony years from now.
1: You know, and that's where I see, you know, God always gives us opportunity to grow in our faith. And, um, you know, I'm trying to get to the place where I'm always ready to take that opportunity. You know, I'm not yeah. distracted in other things, but I'm open to see what God wants to do.
0: Yeah. I had an unusual thing about being ready uh, yesterday. It, uh. I wasn't on a mission trip. Yes, I am. Every time I get out of the house, I'm on a mission trip. Every time I look at my WhatsApp, I'm on a mission trip. And uh, so I was in Albrook, um, right in Gamboa, uh, excuse me, from Gamboa, going to Albrook. And in a Rocha, I came out of a Rocha and I'm wearing a hat that had been given to me a long time ago that had C-A-T, for for Caterpillar, and um, that had been given to me by Tony several years ago. And I don't wear that hat all the time because it's the only clean one I have. (laughs) So I was coming out, and there was a guy there, no mask now, of course, he's outdoors and this and that. And um, I was just passing by. See, this is important that you always listen. I'm just passing by. Hey, nice hat! I thought, what hat am I wearing? <laughs> I'd pull my head down. Oh yeah, cat. He says, cat. He says. He pointed over in the parking lot and showed me the truck he had. Showed cat on that. And um, he he says, well, uh, I said, where are you from? And so on. He told me from Ecuador, and he's been in this country, this country, this. Country. He's been in Panama now about two years, and he has next to him a guy holding a box. I don't know how heavy it was, but he was standing there holding it the whole time. And after he, I was just starting to leave, I thought, wait a minute, Divine Encounter, set up for some reason, don't run away from it. On my pocket here, I had two tracks left. Really, those good ones, community, uh, funny ones and so on, animated ones. And I pulled that out. And on the back of that, it shows... The empty tomb. And I pointed to that and I said, What's that? And he says, Oh. Yeah, that's I said, he didn't quite answer right away. And I said, It's empty. He said, Yeah. And I said, Well, where's Jesus? He says, He's pointing. Well, up there. And I said, Jesus is coming back. And now he's not arguing, he's processing. And he says, "Uh huh," and I said, "Are you ready?" He says, "No." No, and so I pulled it. Out. I gave it to him. I was doing it just to him. And he spoke English, which was nice. And um, but his partner there, I had one left, and he was looking at this. He's wondering what we're doing. So I gave this to him, and he looked at that and. As other guy, I said, well, praise the Lord, Jesus is coming. Read this. This is where you can pray. And then off we go. And I thought, how fast was that? 30 seconds, maybe a minute, something like that. So listeners, and, and Jennifer, i got to tell you this one, too, since I'm on a roll here, about what happened uh, two days ago. I was at the Albrook Mall, went up to one of the— uh, food courts, and you know how when you order something and it'll be ready in 10 minutes or whatever, they give you this little beeper on it, okay? And uh, usually they put a a, nom, a number on it or something. I had taken, I had my grandson, Mark, with me, and I had um two or three brand new, somebody just sent these to me from the States of the Gospel of John in Spanish with a beautiful cover, Esperanza. And I had it on the back seat, uh, excuse me, back uh, pocket here. And um, the lady gave me this beeper and it said number 13. (laughs) And I looked at this thing and I said 13. I said, what can I do with that? And I said, you're a winner. And she said, what? Well, she's from Venezuela. Now she thought, I'm a winner. And I said, look at this, 13. Marky explained this to this lady and her husband. Now he really wants to know why he's a winner as well. Hey, I'm a winner. And so we pulled out the gospel. John to him now looks so nice. They were so happy that now they're a winner. Well, they told us when our food was ready, we came back. Now we're friends. (laughs) And so, but what I'm saying is, there are opportunities to that are right in the middle of us all the time if I'm not out preaching as such there's just a connection and they know I'm just passing through and they're just passing through and I want to hear more uh, uh, Jennifer but I want to I've thought of this several minutes ago I just want to stop in the middle of this program and I want to pray for listeners who are listening to see what God is talking to them about and uh, I'll pray now and then after a bit when we get ready to close out I'll have you pray over the people so Father in Jesus name I pray for every listener I just pray for every listeners maybe some are just tuning in right now wonder what on earth they're talking about so Father I just pray for people who've never heard from the voice of God but actually they have been hearing from the voice of God they just didn't recognize you Lord so I'm asking, Lord, you make it so clear. I'm asking for people to surrender and say, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing to hear. And I'm willing to be obedient. And so, Father, I just pray for divine encounters so they know God is the one that set this up. And, Father, right now I pray for some people who aren't ready. They, they believe Jesus is coming back, but they're not ready. They know they're not ready. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I forgive my sins. I know I have grieved you. I know that I have caught up. I'm so caught up in my own life. And I thank you that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all my sins right now. Come into my life. Lord Jesus, you're my Lord, you're my King. Fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. And those of you who've made any type of decision as we are, you can go to our website, www.gambleunion.com. You can tell your pastor, uh, some other Christians that you know, and they'll be glad to hear, and you can encourage them. We're all so open on Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock. Be glad to have you. So, Jennifer, let me go back to you. And I know you've got so many things to share always. Pick us up on what we would be encouraging people at this point.
1: I think uh, just going along with what you were sharing earlier about being aware of the little moments where God brings people um, into your path, you know, that you can share with Um We uh, had some time while we were in Key of just practicing this as a team. Uh, And we were practicing hearing God's voice to see who he wanted us to talk to that day. Of course, God loves everyone, so we can go out on the street and share the gospel with everyone. Uh, And we know that God, um, you know, loves each of those people. But we do want to learn to be moving with the Spirit. And so we were practicing this as a team, practicing that with both our kids and our adults in our team. And it was really amazing to see how God would give us little clues about people that we were supposed to talk to throughout the day, um, whether it was a color of a hat or someone with a beard uh, or, you know, whatever. One of the most uh, interesting uh, experiences that we had is we went out with a group of a couple adults and three or four kids uh, to the town of Boquete, and we had been praying about who we should talk to. And um, we had... um, been you know going around town giving out uh christian literature praying for people and um at the very end my uh my daughter who's 14 said you know i had she had said at the beginning of the time i really feel like god showed me a person with a beard a man with a beard and an earring in one ear and um at the very end we still hadn't met anyone like that and she said you know i really feel like we're supposed to go up to the gelato shop and i feel like he'll be there you know and of course in my adult mind i'm thinking oh the kids just want to eat Ice cream, so that's why they <laughs> want to go up to the gelato shop. But you know, you have to uh, trust the childlike faith. So I said, "Sure, let's go up." So we walked up to the other side of town, walked in the door, and lo and behold, there is a man with a beard and a big earring in one ear. We were so surprised just at how uh, accurately God had spoken, even to you know a teenager to be able to hear His voice, and. Um, he was uh, speaking loudly in Italian to the ice cream uh, shop owner. And uh, we caught him and asked for prayer. Now, he wasn't super open to prayer at that moment. He said, no, I, you know, I don't pray. I don't pray. Um, but we knew that our assignment was to pray for him. So even uh, as he wasn't open, he kind of walked on. Uh, but we stopped and prayed for him and thought, there's a reason that God brought our path uh, to cross with his And a lot of the other people we talked to that day were very open to prayer and were very needing of prayer. Um, But, yeah, it's just an an opportunity to be aware of when God's highlighting someone to you, uh, stopping at those moments, whether you're at the store or you're at work, uh, and really letting God uh, interrupt your day, letting God interrupt um, and bring people to your attention, whether, like you say, whether you're on a mission trip or you're just going about your normal day. Um, you know, God really has uh, those little uh, appointments for us throughout the well, day. Well, you
0: were obedient. Yeah. You were obedient. And, and, you know, and I've I've missed many times. <laughs> I've got to go visit them. Oh, i got to go. I went and knocked on the door. Nobody's there. I thought, how, well, how did I miss that one? So we got a lot of people who've missed things. So, uh, Jennifer, just... Pray for our listeners right now, and let's just see what God does here.
1: Lord, all right now, I want to pray for everyone who's listening, and we all want more of you in our lives. We want more, uh, more of your hope, more of your joy, more of your peace. We need it uh, to get through uh, these times that we're living in, and also to live for Jesus and to walk in the peace and the joy that you want us to walk in. So we ask of more of you. We ask um, that those who are listening would hear your voice more clearly each day and that you would give us the awareness to stop and listen those quiet moments when we would just turn our ear and hear what you want to speak i pray especially that we would be open to sharing the gospel with those around us sharing a word of hope um, with those around us and knowing when you are nudging us when uh, it's not just us but you're saying hey go talk to that person so give us eyes to see what you're doing and give us ears to hear what you're speaking to us. Amen.
0: Amen. And we pray, Lord, that we will be obedient even though we get afraid. So we just bind fear over our listeners right now that we will be people filled with a new uh, an awareness but a new boldness. And we give you much much thanks in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Jennifer, thank you for being with us. And um, the team that you've had, they're gone. They're gone. Uh, Where countries are they now?
1: So they're going back to Mexico and then on to Denmark, Canada, U.S., and and one family from Mexico. So they're back to their home nations, and we're here in Panama.
0: Oh, wow. Well, thank you for being with us. Uh, And I just praise the Lord for what God's been doing over the years with Youth With a Mission. Well, you've been listening to Panama Today, and this is your host, Pastor Bill Wilbur. Join us weekdays at this same time, and let us know what God is doing in your life. You can go to our website, www.gamboiunion. Let me know. Father in heaven, I just thank you for every listener now in Jesus' name. May their lives be changed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'll see you on the next go-around.